0: This is the Let's Get Real Estate Show with your host, Danielle Chason. Full-time investor,
1: strategic consultant, motivational coach, sought-after speaker, and
0: host of your number one real estate investing show, Let's Get Real Estate. Where real people are doing real estate.
1: Welcome to Let's Get Real Estate Podcast. We had so much fun having me introduce myself last time, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> now I'll turn it over to Danielle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome back, guys, to our listeners and our following. Thanks for jumping on to the call. Uh, Yeah, so we're totally having a lot of fun. Um, Thanks for the introduction to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. Danielle Chase on here, your host. Um, Just always trying to have a little bit of fun while we learn a little bit about real estate. And uh, today, if you didn't see on the notes, uh, we've got Eric Chang back, and uh, he's going to talk to us a little bit about. Um, finding cap or sorry, finding the deals and um, the challenges that come along with finding the right deals to invest in in real estate and um, and uh, Eric, you know I could go on and on and on about you and what you do. I mean you're doing so many different things, but I do want you just to introduce yourself a little bit to the to the viewers and tell them a little little story about who you are and and uh, maybe how you got into real estate.
1: Sure, yeah. So glad to be back. It's been a the- fun I always love to come back to talk real real estate um so in, to a quick little refresher um so i am a marketer uh and i've done a few quite a diff- i've done quite a few different things um so i call myself a serial entrepreneur and i like to start different businesses so real estate just one of those businesses that i kind of fall into or fell into um and then ended up connecting with so many wonderful people um, that's something that really caught me off guard, which is real estate is actually, in addition to be a great wealth builder, it's also a great connector. It's a great way to connect with people. And I've met more quality people I've ever met in this sector of industry than Danielle included. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, it's, it's an honor, right? It's, like, it's really cool to get to know you um, and, and all of her, her team that's making this podcast possible. So as you're listening in, this is how I got into real estate is really part of it is for myself, my own reason. And now I stay in it because of the people.
0: That's awesome. And you know what? You're right. I you know, I don't I don't really think about that. But yeah, my life is pretty freaking great because of the people that are in it. And most of the people that are in my life are real estate related. So uh no, you're right. It's just a really great space to be in. And uh and you know, Eric, people like you and I, we really um we're really, and that's why you and I just connected right off the bat because, uh, like, I think just at the core of who we are, we just, just love and enjoy people and want to see people succeed and, and want to help elevate people. And because of all of that, I think we just attract the same kind of type of people. It makes it freaking amazing. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. Um, but you know, today I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, finding deals and stuff. I know You know you're in a smaller market so it can be really challenging trying to find a good deal to invest in in real estate and i thought that would bring kind of a unique uh perspective and and how how do you get creative in finding deals so what challenges when you talk to other fellow investors what challenges do you see that people are having in finding the deals because especially now. I mean, there's in my area right now, we're short on inventory. So everybody's like, Oh, where do you find the deals? There's no deals. There's too many people competing. So I just wanted to get your take on that. So what do you say is the biggest challenge in finding deals?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think this is probably why I end up really enjoying the real estate investing um, uh, world, which is there's a lot of creativity I can utilize uh, draw from my you know marketing background and, and then com- convert it into the real estate investing environment. Um, what I found in my market is there's a lot of um, people that just sitting on their real estate for years, right? And, and they build up a portfolio and they didn't really have an exit strategy. So it's really interesting because majority of the people that got into real estate with an idea to build portfolio, but very few people talked about what their exit strategy looks like. So a lot of them thought, you know, when I'm ready to retire, I'll just maybe sell them all, right? Um, or when I, like one particular um, example was somebody that I bought from a small portfolio, they thought they would just sell their portfolio, only three properties. Um, but they were thinking they'll do that before they move into the retirement home. And what's interesting with that is there's so much of uh, things that they, didn't really consider whether it's capital gain taxes that they have to pay because they own this property for years, right? And if they all sell at the same time, they're going to pay a massive amount of taxes that's not really beneficial to them, um, that they, there's opportunities that you can potentially work with the sellers to figure out really a really creative solution to buy out their properties over time. So what I do is I spend a lot of time networking with people. Um, I find that a lot of people that own businesses also own real estate, Right. And and it's a really small circle once you get into it. Um, even property managers, I've I talked to them actively to see, hey, if you know anybody that might be interested in selling their portfolio or their properties, you know, let them know I'm buying, right? Um, I'm actually working on trying to close a property next week um, that the referral came from a house cleaner, right? So it's really, you got to think of creatively how you can go expand to bring in as many leads as you can um, and this is the cool part about thinking creatively is most people think of buying real estate as the MLS, right? To go to the realtor.ca website, to go find listings from realtors. Um, but some of my best deals I ever found, um, and it's not just about the deal itself, it's more about the creative way to structure, right? Uh, how to make sure that I can purchase those deals are all off market, right? It's It's through relationship building, is to communicating with them, understanding what their needs are. So then I can offer a service to them to help them exit their portfolio. So that's how I, I really do. I spend a lot of time networking. I recently hired an executive assistant. And first thing I gave her in terms of task was I like to talk to you know lots of uh, real estate investors in the community, right? So the task I gave her was help find these people and then book meetings for me with them. So then I can introduce myself to them. So when the time is right, um, you know, then they will remember me, right? And one of the examples I always like to share, Danielle knows this story really well, which is there's this this, fam, this person, and I won't name the persons, uh, but every single year I'll bring him an apple pie. And, and I'm determined because he's on, on quite a bit of real estate and he's a good friend of mine. Um, and I just determined that I think one year, eventually sometime, some point in life, that he will have to sell, right? He will have to exit his portfolio, so if his kids are not interested in taking over, I would be honored to be able to be the person to help him transition his portfolio if he's interested. Um, so one thing is I love apple pies myself. So we always have fun sharing that, that moment. But at the same time, it's, it's just basic relationship, right? Because when we say real estate, it's really, you know, it's it's people. And that's why we're, we're doing this.
0: Yeah. So for those of you who don't know this about Eric, he's a bit of a footy guy. He loves, uh, well, food, good food. Let me put it out there. Good food and good apple pie. Um, so yeah. So, you know, if you can tap into that, I mean, you're, you're tapping into something that you love and enjoy. And then now you're just making that communication and that interaction even that much better. So I love that. Um, you know, essentially what you're talking about, Eric here is just, you know, sales 101. One of my, one of my coaches, uh, Paul Sage, you know, he, he was all about you know, just drilling into my head, you know, you got to be selling what you're doing, got to be selling what you're doing. Now people, there's that stigma around selling. So I kind of, I kind of made that shift. And I said, you know, I don't want to say selling. I didn't say share, share what you do, share what you're interested in, share what you're doing and people people want to hear that and see and you can see by their response whether or not they want to hear if they're interested if they are they'll put their hand up and they'll want to know more and then just keep sharing it and um, what you're saying with your guy with the apple pie you're just it's sales 101 you know you're just keeping front top of mind and doing your follow-ups you know Um, and uh, staying in connection with him so I, I think you know you kind of touched on this. I think the, the biggest limiting belief that people have is that, well, I don't know where to find off-market deals. Well, you know, you just got to be talking to people and say, hey, where do I get an off-market deal? And that's a really good starting point, you know, and just ask the universe what you need, right? Um, and that's, you know, and the more you practice it, Eric, you've nailed it. I mean, you know, for you, it's practice. It's in your DNA now because it's just, it's, it's mindless, not practice. It's mindless. You're just doing it because you practiced it for so long. Um, but you know, you're just naturally saying to your assistant, Hey, find me the, you know, find me the landlords and I just want to connect with them. Right. So, but you've evolved into that. It started probably like in networking groups and events and whatnot and grown from there. But yeah, you know, the off market deals, I think for people that are struggling finding a deal, um, you just got to talk to the right per- people. Networking is huge. It really is. It's huge. Um, and we are in a people business.
1: For sure. Yeah. And one thing that you, you touched on, I really like is, you know, think about sales as you are offering solutions, right? So people have this negative connotation of sales because of the art, the, you know, the old used car salesman mentality. Uh, really some of the greatest salespeople I know, they're out there serving people, right? So what I'm doing is I'm providing a solution for um, some people, especially the elderly, that they don't have a way to exit. Like they legitimately, my first conversation with them is what is your plan, right? They said, we don't have one because our entire plan is to build their portfolio so we can live off the income. And now we don't know what to do, right? So once I provided my solutions to them, they are actually grateful that I'm there helping them, walking them through and, and then setting up their meetings with their accountants so that they can understand what their options are. Uh, and that's all I do is just problem solving, right? So once I provide enough value to them, it's like, where else would they go, right? Because th- I'm the first person they think of. So that's, that's really fun for me is to see that light bulb going off, it's like, Oh, I didn't know I can do that. Or I didn't know, you know, there's this option. Oh, I wasn't sure about this, but that sounds really great, right? And and that is exactly why I do what I do, right? Like sometimes I even uh, overpay a little bit in terms of uh, because the creative solutions I have, right? I'm, I'm willing to structure things to make that happen. Um, and another thing I like to comment real quickly: you talked about you know finding deals, finding good deals. Um, one thing that I always thought it's interesting, and it took me years to learn this concept. Is the beginner investor always are looking for that great deal, that one great deal that they can talk about they feel like that's their you know the, the deal they can frame they can brag about right so the whole thing is I've seen a lot of people just sitting on the sideline while they wait for that one great deal to fall in their lap. What I learned over time is keep doing deals right? you need lots of good deals to get you that one great deal, and that happens like one of the scenarios was. I was just buying properties. Right. And then um, this person that I bought the property from, I think she, she was a patient or something at a, at a hospital. It's a crazy story. Uh, and I, one of these days I need to get a story. Right. Uh, but she's somehow at the hospital, talk to the nurse. Right. And just, they're just chit chatting and say, Hey, like what happened? You sold your house. And she's like, yeah, I, I did. So to this Eric guy, and she's like, huh, Eric guy, like, do you think he will want to buy another property? <laughs> I have no idea who the person is, by the way. I have no idea who she is, right? And just through that connection, she introduced herself to me, reached out on Facebook, complete strength. Like, I've never met her in my life. She reached out to me and said, hey, I hope this is not intrusive. Uh, I heard that you buy you bought this person's property, and I'm looking to exit on my property, on my rental. And if you're interested in the chat, you know, I hope I didn't offend you by reaching out. I'm like, heck no, this is great, Right. So that deal turned out to be a really good deal. And if I hadn't done the other deal, this deal wouldn't have happened. So that's the idea of just keep doing deals, keep doing these good deals. And then the great deals will happen in one of these transactions.
0: You know, and you actually bring a really good point out. I think a lot of people have, um, they've set the bar a little too high over what they want out of real estate that they're almost, you know, their expectations are taking them right out of the real estate game. And I think if you can lower your expectations to a point where you're making money and it's going to be beneficial to you, but real estate is, it really is the long game. If you want to create wealth, there are income producing activities in real estate that you can do um, like flipping, for example, and that sort of thing. And that brings you income. But if you want to gain wealth in real estate over the long term, and that really is a long game. So you'd want to get into the real estate game and not keep these beliefs that it has to be x amount of dollars or this much good cap rate or this much cash flow or you know and have those have those bars that are really hard to attain because you're going to just all the deals that you're passing up could have potentially made you really good money and that one great deal over the long term actually is is not as lucrative as the many good deals you could have gotten before you got to that great deal so uh, that's a great point that you that you bring up there eric that's amazing i love that um i don't know i think i think um you know when we're talking about finding the deals i think people need to get comfortable getting uncomfortable i say this a lot you know um but you really just got to be putting it out there it's hard for people especially Canadians we want to be nice like that lady you know she didn't want to reach out to you and be bothersome and was very apologetic when she reached out to you on messenger through Facebook but you know if she hadn't have done that she might have been struggling to go out and sell her house for you know that had tenants and all this other stuff and the the solution that you solved to her problem was a great win-win but that would have never happened if she didn't allow herself to get uncomfortable and reach out and say hey and put up my hand, and this is what I want. And I think a lot of people that want to find those great deals or those good deals off of MLS, they're scared to put their hand up because they're scared that the perception, I think it's ego, right? We don't want people to think that we're trying to, you know, we don't want to be salesy, and we don't want to be bothersome, and we don't want to be, you know, but at the end of the day, if somebody's not in real estate, they're not interested, they're just going to say, yeah, no, thanks, and then move on. So you're not really putting anybody out. So I think it's really important to just be sharing your message and sharing your story and, and letting the world know what it is you need and what you're looking for, because the universe can't give it to you if you're not asking for it. So, and you know what, you're exactly right. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, having said that, um, I, I would really love to share and, and help you promote what you're doing because, um, you did put your hand out to the world and you said, Hey, I'm looking to build or create, help create a hundred millionaires through my program that I created a hundred dot properties. And I, I would love for you to share that with the audience. I know you came on before, um, and that's kind of growing and, and you're building this out as far, you know, you still have some spots left for it because, um, you know, it's, it's a certain profile of person that you're taking into this program, but I would love for you to share that and what you're doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, always love to share my my passion project. Um, I can talk about it until the cows come home, <laughs> and literally, there's cows around my community here. <laughs> so, uh, in, terms of, <laughs> in terms of what what we're trying to do is exactly what Danielle said. Um, you know, and I encourage you, listener, to go back to the earlier episode when we talk a little bit more in depth on what that is, right? Um, but in terms of how it applies to how we're finding deals, is we are in a way using building this brand, right? Building what we're accomplishing here. So then um, there's more known and recognition in the community. Um, One thing I always tell people is you wanna be known as the closer, right? It's not something just like, I'm interested in looking at deals, or I'm just running numbers. You wanna be known as the closer because if you close, more deals will come. So that's exactly what I, now the reason I created this group is, one is to help a lot of people that's a beginner investor uh, that's intimidated, that needs that hand-holding process to go through this entire program right? of using real estate to build wealth. Uh, but in addition to that, the added benefit, which is significant to our organization, is that we have this brand that we're building, as in people will reproach us because of they've seen that we are buying properties and we always close. If it's a property, it is a good number, if it's reasonable, right, and we will close them. We'll find a way to make it happen. So that's why we do this. And, and then the property, uh, sorry, the project is called a hundred dot properties. Uh, it's a giant experiment. I'm running to uh, do a lot of uh, giving back as uh, what I'm trying to accomplish here. Uh, something that I've came in contact years ago called the three wealth of concept, right? So the three layers of wealth So the first layer, it's called financial independence on uh, the second layer is called impact. And the third layer is legacy. And the challenge for most people, when they hit the retirement age, when they say, I can retire, really, the reason they can retire from their day job is because they reach that financial independence. And unfortunately, most people peg that number at 60 to 65 years old. But if there's a better model, if there's a proven model, and a very predictable, repeatable model, such as using real estate investing in a successful market that you can rinse and repeat, right, people can accomplish that goal much faster. Then once they hit that financial independence, they can start entertaining, creating impact, whether it's in their family, the community, or better yet, go serve the world, right? Um, I'm very passionate about, I represent an organization called Choice Humanitarian. I'm one of the certified expedition leaders. I take people on these expeditions, on these humanitarian trips. I've been to countries all over the world, um, in villages such as Nepal, um, Kenya, Guatemala, Ecuador, Peru, where these people are living off less than a dollar a day and really changes my perspective when I'm there. Right. I'm not just the one percent. Right. I feel like I'm the point zero 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 one percent to them. And for me, they taught me what wealth is really about. It's about relationship. It's about family. It's about what matters the most. Right, Money is only one of the attributes when it comes to the totality of wealth. And that is what I made myself a promise when I got back is. I want to have I want to be wealthy. I don't want to just be financially wealthy. I want to be all around wealthy with good relationship with my good friends like Danielle and you know my families, right? And I'm creating this project so that way people can come into my circle to say, let's do this together. So once I can get your financial needs taken care of, then you can start looking at the next step, which is impact in your community or go further to the world. So that's why I'm doing this. And thanks to you for Uh, Thanks for the opportunity to allow me to share because it's a passion project of mine and I get emotional every time I think about it and talk about it.
0: And you touched on it, but you really didn't go too deep into it. But this passion project is your impact project. It's um, essentially like, you know, you want to create a hundred millionaires, but the program really is all about giving back. And you really didn't get into too much of that. But the whole purpose for you, because you are financially secure at this point, you're now moving into that impact level. And this is what your passion project is, is to satisfy that impact level so that you can move into that level. And everything that you're doing, um, I shouldn't say everything, but I know a, a big chunk of well, your benefit from this dot properties project is actually going right back into charity. And I know you briefly said it there, but I just wanted to put out there, this is your charity program. This is not for Eric. This is actually for helping others become millionaires and break through into that financial uh, freedom level. And then it's also to give back to the community. And so uh, I just wanted to be clear on that because I happen to know a little bit about your project. Um, but you just kind of skimmed over that. And I thought that was pretty important to know. <laughs> so I just wanted to be sure that everybody absolutely just wanted to be sure everybody was clear on that. So um, I think I think it's amazing what you're doing. I am excited because I have. The, the I've had the, the opportunity and the joy of knowing you right at the beginning of this project and seeing the whole thing uh, and seeing you grow. So I'm just loving being your cheerleader on the sidelines and, uh, and and helping you where I can by helping you introduce it to the world as well um, to, to make it a successful project. So um, if to the listeners, if you guys want to know any more about this. Sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd love to just share this one last quote for the listener. Please. Uh, and this quote has forever changed my life you know it's by jim Ron, right so the quote is the greatest reward in becoming a millionaire is not about the amount of money that you earn it's the kind of person that you have to become to become the millionaire in the first place right so i know my life has changed completely changed my mindset i changed my abundance thinking to like willing to serve and give uh, I wasn't like this before. For anybody that knowed me, like or knew me, like I was, I was money hungry. I was very much like focused on just like how can I maximize my own gain for the longest time. And and just through that entire journey, I've learned to become somebody else. And I don't want to go back, right? So I look at this as so much more impact than just the financial aspect of what we're doing. Is in order for people to get there, you truly have to learn how to give. You truly have to learn how to be abundant living, to think that way, to live that way. And breathe that way, right? So that's that's the biggest mission I'm I'm accomplishing. Is I believe the world will be better served once people have that mentality and embrace that mentality and understand how to give that mentality and pass it on to the next generation.
0: You're so right about all of that, honestly. And you know what? You know I do a lot of stuff with Tony Robbins, and Tony Tony says, you know, you know, becoming a millionaire, having a ton of money, it doesn't it doesn't Give you yeah, okay, so it makes things a little bit easier when it comes to finances, maybe, but it doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't bring you happiness, it doesn't bring you all the things that somehow we think it's going to bring. Uh, what is it going to do for you, it's going to make you a better version of yourself. So, um so I'm going to say an expletive right here, because I'm quoting Tony, but if you're a great person, it's going to make you a really fucking great person. And if you're an asshole, it's going to make you an even bigger asshole. So like, and that's what he says. And he's absolutely right about that. Um, you know, unless you have a big mindset shift like Eric, and I'm not saying you were that before, but I'm just saying, you know, like it really has opened up your eyes. (laughs) Sorry. It has opened up your eyes to say, hey, you know what? I'm laughing
1: because I I knew I was an apple, so
0: (laughs) Well, I can't say, I can't speak to that because I didn't know that Eric. Um, I've never known that Eric. I've only ever known what's in front of me and you're a beautiful person. So uh, I really have a hard time. I would challenge you on that. I don't think that that's who you were, Um, but maybe you just hadn't discovered yourself yet. So. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Finding financial freedom will do that. It'll enhance who you are. And if you want to be a great person, you can be an even better, even greater person. And, um, so I kudos to you because you're going to make a hundred millionaires and you're going to make them a hundred amazing, beautiful people that are going to be giving back to the world just through your leadership. I look forward to seeing that and, and being on that journey with you the whole way, supporting you any which way I can. And to the listeners, if you want to find out more about Eric, just go to our podcast page, uh, go to our website. You'll find his about Eric Chain page under the guest tab. And we will have the link there for a hundred dot properties. You can just put a hundred dot properties in your web browser. If you want to go straight to him, um, there's, you can find out more about it there. And there's also an application form if you wanted to uh, apply and see if you can be a part of that program, that passion program, which by the way, I love that passion hashtag passion program all day long. I love it. Um, Again, Eric, awesome for you to be on. Thanks for sharing your knowledge with, uh, you know, finding creative ways of finding deals. I know that's a big problem for a lot of people. Um, So yeah, networking all day long. I love it. And uh, till next time, everyone, thanks for jumping on the call. Thanks, Eric. Everyone have a beautiful day. Bye for now.